L A S. Yep, 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 yep. Charisma's the sex stat, right? Yes. So uh, if I have a 20 charisma, it means I just want to bang everything. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it's linearly it increases the amount of sex you have in D&D increases with how much charisma you have. I have a Your sexual charisma. drive just increases. I'm good. Oh, God. I'm okay, his libido's crazy. <laughs> oh, no. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Oh my gosh, everybody. We are so excited. We have a huge announcement for you. December 17th, we have some cool stuff coming out on LAS+. Plus. Yeah, three bonus episodes. Count them. One, two, three bonus episodes, Ooh. all DM'd by Jackson Parker. Oh, oh yeah. It is a wonderful three-episode arc about a... Uh, journey in a place called Haramore, where we all are playing as bunny people. Oh, yeah. And we are we are going to a festival called Harvest Tide. And it is a beautiful and wacky and wonderful time. And we hope you enjoy it. And if you want all three, you can go over to LAS Plus and sign up for them right now. And you know also, oh, you can sign up for them right now. You won't get them right now. You'll get them on December You'll 17th. You'll get them on December yeah, Right, exactly. Yep. But you know what you will get right now? You'll get all of our episodes ad-free and you'll also get them all at one time at the beginning of the month instead of having to wait the whole month for all of them to come out each week, oh, which is kind of cool. Very nice. And you can binge them all at once, and then you have to only wait three weeks. Wait, hold on. Yes, that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's about the binge watching. <laughs> it's about the binging. The binging. <laughs> so thank you so much uh, for listening, and let's go get on over to the show. There are so many great words in the English language. Vision, inspiration, temptation. Which word describes me? Which word describes you? I'm Alex Schulte and I host the podcast called One Word Stories. I wanna take local Cedar Rapidians and other Eastern Iowans and find out what word describes them right now and go back in their lives and find out how we got here. This show comes out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even Google Podcasts. Oh, and if you want more, there's an exclusive post show after every single episode on LAS+. That's like one word stories plus 15 minutes. If you want to subscribe to LAS+, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. You'll get access to ad-free episodes of One Word Stories and every other LAS show, bonus content like One Word Stories post-show, and a whole bunch more. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Hey everyone, Alan here. We're so excited to share this next leg of our journey with you. If you want to keep up with all things Myria, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Myths of Myria. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with your friends or your cat or 
your, your dog, your enemies, share it with your enemies. Mm. Oh, maybe you become friends. Maybe you become frenemies. Maybe you debate about who's the hottest character. It's definitely Shadow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or if you have time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show your support as well. Um, if you want to show us even more support, you can head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com and sign up for LAS Plus, which comes with a whole mess of bonus content, free episodes, and more. Um, oh, sorry, I meant to say ad-free episodes. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, also, all the show's got some bonus episodes on there that you can hear only on LAS+. Um, yeah. So thank you so much again for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us. And without further ado, welcome to Miria. Val and Shadow. You both had separated from Orion after leaving the church. He seemed eager to move on to some other business, um, but he gave you instructions on how to get to your house. You both are able to make it over to it in time. Um, it's made of worked dark blue brick and white stone with many windows on it. It also has a large dark wooden fence that reigns in a slightly raised porch that extends ten or so feet out from the front door and a sizable garden to the right side of the house. The roof is made of the same wood as the fence, cut into slatted shingles. And you see that the door is ever so slightly ajar as you step in. Her and Arno and a woman that you have not met is are in this room. The woman is seated in a wheelchair. Is 867 there too? 867 is inside as well. Good. He is currently just standing behind her, arm extended out. <laughs> He's T-posing. Uh, this, this woman is a deep orange tiefling with dirty blonde hair. Um, you can't really ascertain her height, but she sits in this rickety wheelchair with caked mud on the wheels. Um, the uh, grooves... Uh, uh, no more. What? No more kicked mud. Oh yeah, no, you're right. There's no, there's no more kicked mud. Sorry, I'm reading the old description. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Um, uh, She has identical antelope-esque horns to Arno, uh, and they protrude a few inches above her temples. And her horns are also adorned, adorned like Arno's, but with a couple fewer bobbles. Um, She wears a comfortable blue dress with a floral pattern woven into it, and you can see on her face that she too has scars that run underneath her eyes, just like Arno. Um, and how, me. And, and Val. Uh, and however, hers are a little bit more pronounced than, than his. Um, hmm. She also currently has him, the white cat, in her lap at this hmm. current moment. Uh, and she is just petting it. Uh, and it seems as though Arno and her are kind of in this inquis- inquisitive conversation. And Arno just says to you, her, um, I don't really understand. How did that happen? I don't. I just went into the bedroom and I looked and everything got really quiet and I called out for you guys and no one was there and then I heard the bells go off and it was noon again. It was noon again? Yeah, and then I went outside and I saw you guys and you had the keys that I had had and I think I had jumped back in time. I was so happy and... I'm we shared a lot happy. of we shared a lot of joy. It was wonderful and well, we can create it again. That's but it's good. Not the same. No, it's not. I'm I'm sh- well. I'm sure for you it's not. Though I've not experienced it. <clears throat> Are you sure this happened? A hundred percent. You saw me come out of that house. There's no you're, way. You're right. You're right. You're right. You you. I 
You didn't teleport or anything like that in there? You I didn't... don't even know how to cast a teleport spell. You Did know we all the acquire spells a haunted house? Oh, Arno turns around and he looks at you. He says, good to see you both. Um, it feels as though we've acquired a haunted her. Hmm. Oh. Um, she shoots you finger guns. <laughs> uh, Val smiles and says, by the way, you're not dead. Kind of a dick. And gives you finger guns back. I don't care about him. Hmm. If I see him, I'll tell him to eat a dick. He probably won't care. Good. <laughs> yeah, he won't mind at all. Good, because I don't care either. Ar- Arno just kind of extends this very curious, like, confused face over towards you both, <laughs> and he just says, um, Arsenio is always a very kind man. I don't understand. Uh, his um request was a little more than we cared to do. So we're not going to do it. What was his request? Uh, he desperately wanted to meet with you. Yes. I feel as though you're putting it lightly. Just tell me what he wanted. Technically, this place isn't ours yet. No, actually, um, another home. He has... (laughs) Arsenio owned two different homes in the Tiefling Quarter. This one is from a different deed. Oh. Yes, we got this one. Yes. This so we have this oh, one. Well, this perfect. one's fine. Never but mind. there is just another house. Arsenio had two different deeds that he had. One of them was um, gotten by Orion earlier, and the second one was to be delivered after we returned, or after Orion returned. Hmm. And uh, they're not this one, so don't worry about that. Wait, oh. Shadow. She looks at you very seriously, and it's just like, do not sit on any beds. You will break them. I figured as much. Uh, yeah, eight six seven. Oh shoot. Well, eight six seven had broken a bed, and then I went back in time, so I guess it's repaired again. You I have not now? sat on any beds. <laughs> well, I was intending on sitting. I on I told beds. you to sit on a bed, and then I told you you were a danger to the bed, and then you were like, "Am I a danger?" And I was like, "No, but you're a danger to the bed." And you were like, I- "I'm leaving," and then you left. I have not done well protecting her. She seems to have gone insane. No, I really went back in time though. I do not comprehend. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Arno told me that the bells keep time, and I heard the bells go off 12 times. We went into the house, I ran around, and I ate a tomato like an apple, and I saw the bedrooms, and then everyone was gone, and the bed was fixed, and the tomatoes were back, and I lost my keys, and then I went outside, and the bells went off again. 867 walks over the door. You both see him turn sideways, squat down, and crab walk out of the doorway. I told him that. I told him that so he wouldn't break the doorway. (laughs) Yes. And it worked. Amazing. You just hear this Uh, clomping walk away. My ace is... Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, your dad wanted us to kind of kidnap you and take you to him, and then he was going to keep you in his house forever. Well, you can't really kidnap me if I go with you voluntarily. Then you were going to go with your dad voluntarily? No, but I go with you guys most anywhere. Oh, yeah, that's why we said uh, no. That's why we kind of turned him down. Why would he want to keep me in a house forever? Because he thinks you're his daughter still. Well, that's stupid. I, I tried to explain it. He's under the impression that you may have amnesia or not remember who you think you were before. No, I remember everything perfectly. He just doesn't know that. Or doesn't want to understand. 
as as the, <laughs> the this, crab walk, this crab walk comes back into the doorway, <laughs> and you you see eight six seven just walk three steps over to her, and he extends out this crushed tomato in his hand, and he says, "This was not consumed. You have not eaten any tomatoes." She holds her hands out and like takes the. He lets go, and the slop just falls into your hands. But it tasted so good. You can still consume that. You want to eat it? I do not eat. All right. Are you sure? He grabs his face and he says, I have not had any mandibles installed. Oh. You want some, Val? She holds oh, her hands out to you. Oh, no, thank you. She not walks closer me. towards you and says, are you sure you don't want to get some all over your, you know, coat and your shirt? And she walks closer to Val you threateningly. continues walking backwards slowly <laughs> yeah. as she Are approaches. you sure this, you like, don't want this some? This ever so small line of tomato juice is just Ugh. falling onto the <laughs> ground uh, on the inside of this house. Um... Well, uh, your dad would well, sorry, you're not dead, wouldn't give up the deed, so Orion is doing some legal business. Uh, this whole time, Val is just, like, <laughs> yeah, circling the room yeah. as her is walking, there is like, some, chasing there, him. There are these blue upholstered couches that kind of uh, mm. seat themselves around a low table, and you are just currently circling around this construction of furniture in the center of the room. Uh, just goes, tomato. So Tomato. <laughs> tomato. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for him. Eat I'm going to go check the bedrooms. And Val runs up the stairs. You, you run us. You run off. <laughs> uh, there, there are no stairs actually, but the, but the, um, there is a hallway that leads further back into, oh, got the, it. Okay. into the house. Um, uh, for the sake of brevity, as I kind of describe this, I'm going to give you the, um, the quick, uh, the quick rundown because I have already given it to the audience, and we will just go over it very swiftly. It's a wonderful Re- four bed, two bath. <laughs> yeah. Really quick, it's before incredible. he would have run off, I would have uh, just called after him, like, be sure to check for traps or detect any sort of... There's no traps, I already checked. Oh. Well. Um, I, I will Good. say, as you get inside, um, the inside of the house, um, the walls are kind of like made of stucco, and there are dividers of dark oak, and there's V-shaped floor um, boards in the, in the house. Um, as you... Walk it, walked into the house, you saw a living room on your left and a dining room even further with a scuffed table. Um, as you pass further into the house, Val, you find yourself in a living room beyond that dining room that also has a two-walled kitchen. Um, on In the northwest corner of this, you also see a reading nook that has a bay window that it's installed into. Oh, nice! Um, you see two other slightly larger dark blue upholstered chairs in front of a fireplace on the north wall with another hallway passing to the right. Uh, I'll take that hallway. Okay. You go towards that hallway, and down that hallway there are four other doors, one of them being a double door. I open the double door. You open the double door, and the main bedroom is where you are now. (laughs) Uh, It has a fully furnished queen-size bed made with maroon covers over eggshell-colored sheets and pillows. Um, It also has an extra door on the east wall that opens into a small washroom made with, uh, it has a stone wash basin in it. Dude, uh, you open the double doors and you hear from down the hallway, I already claimed it. I already said it was mine. I already broke the bed. It once. doesn't work that way. We weren't here. <laughs> no, I've been here twice now. It's you mine can't call bed. dibs if the people you're calling dibs against aren't around to hear the dibs. I can't even ask Arno because he doesn't remember. Free Dibs! <laughs> no! <laughs> I already said dibs! <laughs> you jump on the bed. The covers are incredibly comfy. Uh, I need you to... Roll me a comfy check. Oh. Comfy check! 
It's a 17. Oh, man. It's real comfy. Even though you've been in a lot of beds, this one's dang good. I got it's the, a good, comfy bed. It's the goodest bed. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and um, you, you explore the rest of the rooms. There are two other, um, there are two other bedrooms that have smaller uh, footprints to them, each of them having green covered double beds uh, with windows in them and uh, also another small washroom that has a wooden wash basin in it and at the end of the final hall it opens up into that garden that you saw earlier can we move our conversation into this very comfy bedroom please no okay I hold the tomato out and I say get out of the bed no I'll put it on your face I swear you will not drop that tomato anywhere near the bed as you are trying to to leave with this tomato um, Greya looks over to you and she says Oh, um, I could use that for um, some... You want the seeds? Yes. How did you know? I've, you already asked me for the seeds earlier. I, I, I just got... Um, all right. And she holds out her hands. <sighs> she takes out her dagger again and just pries the seeds out and says, here you go. And she grabs the seeds from you and she starts wheeling herself out onto the porch. Was that rude? Valros! What? She takes the remnants of the tomato and says, get out of the bed. Fine. Are you is, all walking back to the bedroom now? I, uh, as I'm walking there, I just, is there a basement to this home? Um, Arno re- responds, I don't believe so. Not okay. that I know of, unless there's something hidden somewhere. Interesting. Okay. Uh, just scanning and like, look, I'd be like looking around, scanning the walls from like top yeah. to bottom and just taking stock of everything. Roll me an investigation check. Okay. Um, secret room. Secret tunnel. It's a six. Um, I would say <laughs> you walk around, you feel fine in, in most mm. of this. I would say the thing that you feel the most uncomfortable about is each of the washrooms um, are made out of these slatted wooden um, uh, floors. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, they are m- minorly spaced apart so that there is drainage for water underneath the house so that the water can leave the washroom and you can just dump out water on the floor and it will go out of the house and to wherever the drainage goes right um however uh you do notice that there's like maybe two feet of space beneath those areas so you're little like if if there was any weak point to this house Mm -hmm. it would be getting under those spaces and coming up through those boards or something like that okay um, in both washrooms. Um, sure. However, I mean, like, it looks well-constructed, so there'd have to be, like, some serious dismantling as they came in from underneath that, but mm-hmm. nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know, I would. I was looking at it from a standpoint of if anything were to happen, how defensible could this be? Or yeah. is there an escape? Yeah, um, I mean, there's if, three different doors in this house. There's one at the back right next to the nook. Uh, mm-hmm. The reading nook. There's one going into the garden, and there's one that goes out that front way towards the the deck. So, I mean, there's a lot of escape ways. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of exit paths. Sure. I would have made my way uh, towards where I hear, I guess, the most voices are coming okay. from at that point. Eight six seven follows you, just like this this very low <laughs> with you wiping his hand, which is currently covered in tomato gunk, on his cloak that now covers his left side. Uh, Val gets up and runs back to the foyer past yeah. Shadow and 867 yeah. and goes, you must be Arno Mom, and points to the older lady. <laughs> She's, she has started to roll out towards the garden, and you catch her just as she gets onto the deck. And she turns to you and she says, oh, 
yes, uh, um, d- um, and she kind of looks at you with this like moment of recognition, and she says, uh, "Do I know you?" Um, maybe I'm Valros, Valros Vasago. She says, "Oh, uh, a Vasago." Um, sorry, um, I didn't know I was in such high company. <laughs> you're, you're not. Uh, um, she kind of nods her head down. No, like don't. A, no, no, a little no. bit of like bowing, and and she brings it back up, and she says, "I'm sorry, I, I was never in much of the higher circles of of tieflings." So, well, you are now. Uh, good, because there's like twelve of you in the whole city. <laughs> That's okay. That's true. <laughs> um, yes, I am. Uh, I I am. Uh, um, Arno's mother. What? What's your like actual name? I don't want to call you Arno, mom, the whole time. I, my name is Greya. Greya. Greya Willow. Okay. Well, Val, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, uh, I'm s- sorry. Um, who who was your father? Um. Oh, sorry. Who was the Vasago? My my mother. Ah, interesting. Um, and and for your sake um val no matter who was the visago in like a family yeah like it was that name was passed oh, yeah, down yeah, yeah. whether male or female because that was the important name to keep yeah right and so like any other name was not relevant no, no, no. right so um she just says oh um was your mother a, a part of the church um yes she was a uh a high priestess oh Oh, she was she was an, a knight of the church. She was, yes. Interesting. Um, has she left? Oh, she's long gone. Yes. Uh, At least to my I, knowledge. I see. Um, well, I hope to join her when I can. Yes. Um, hopefully that will happen and, soon. And and why are you not? Um, huh. I don't. Uh, how how do I put this? Um. I was kind of burned pretty bad by the previous religion, and uh, I feel like we all um, were frustrated with the deception. Uh, especially as, you know, only a half Vasago. Um, you, you carry a full Vasago name. Y- yes, um, but uh, I, my father was never really a believer. And um, my mother obviously was and tried to make me one. Mm. But after the forced scarring here under the eyes, Mm. uh, when she was like, gotcha, the whole thing was fake. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do another religion that might just be fake. Ah, I think that can be understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, how did you guys find out it was fake? Uh, are you in the room right now? Yeah, I was chasing Val. Yeah, so oh, that's tomatoes. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like put the tomatoes in the garden. Yeah, uh, Greya, <laughs> you put them on the ground in the middle of the house. No, we're in the garden, right? No, you were at. Oh, well, I get you're on. We the were deck. just about to walk yeah. out. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I walk out onto the deck and I just sort of scatter the remnants <laughs> of the tomatoes on the dead plants. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, there are some more ripe tomatoes out there. You could pick again if you wanted to eat them. Um, you Novelty do feel is lost. you do feel like moderately hungry again as you're like, oh. hmm, have I even eaten any? <laughs> um, however, uh, Greya responds, um, "Well, the the voice of Demia was given to um, all of us, and um, she showed us the visions of what 
was done and how she broke the bindings of Asmodeus and how he had lied to us all. And it was, um, if you are a true believer, it felt like there was no possible way it could be an untruth. Hmm. Um, I know that must sound odd to many who haven't heard it. And she kind of glances over to you, Val. And she says, but to everyone who did, um, it was um, very, um, very clear. Boy, so your mom tried to force you to worship Asmodeus? Uh, yes, she did. Um, as a high priestess, she wanted me to follow. And um, wanting to please my mother at a younger age, I um, tried my best, but it never really stuck. Does that mean that you're also... Um, you said half a saga. Does that mean that you're like half tiefling? Val kind of looks down for a second and takes off the headband. And you see shaven, like, little lumps. Like he kind of pulls his hair back. Mm-hmm. And on his left and right side, you see what look like might have been small horns at one point mm-hmm. that have been completely, like, sawed off. Just completely shaven down. I feel at this point I would have been exiting the door. Sure. With eight six seven and like patting him on the shoulder, pressing him forward. Yeah. Saying like, "No, eight six seven, you did a fine job of protecting her. I don't. It's I don't. It doesn't matter what you say about that, about her mental state or time or what. You did a fine job. Do I need to be reprogrammed? No, not at all. I must relearn. You're doing I, fine. I have learned how to pass through doorways safe, safely. Perfect. Would you like to be shown? Please. He gets down, and he starts crab walking back and forth, and he says, this is a much safer way to cross through door thresholds without breaking them. I start to mimic him. <laughs> you both are just <laughs> crab walking oh, yeah. in the living room it's time back for crab. and forth. <laughs> it's time for crab. <laughs> uh, and at this point, you start to hear the conversation that Val and her and Gray are having. Okay. Uh, and I would say you catch up to like just the end portion yeah. where her is like, are you half tiefling? And then you start walking forward and then Val takes yeah, his head takes off. Thing. I just like reach up to like try and poke the nubs. Um, yeah, he kind of lets you. She just pokes it and she's like, oh. You, you make contact with this hard keratin-like um, substance. It's just like a very staunch and sturdy, just like almost like rock-like material. I just like poke it and I say, can you feel this? Um, I can a little bit. Um, there, when I decided to start, um, not shaving them, that's the wrong word, uh, uh, cutting them, keeping them sh- shorn, hmm. uh, it, they were very sensitive at first, but now they've kind of weirdly calloused over. So no, I don't, I don't, I could, I could feel the pressure, but not like an actual feeling. Why would you want to get rid of them? Um, I was pretty mad about the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, was pretty mad at my mom and the whole tiefling Asmodeus side and kind of wanted to renounce it, which is funny because now I desperately want to renounce my human side too. So, you know. Greya pipes up and she just says, um, it seems as though you've chosen the, uh, the scarring either way. Yeah. Weirdly enough, we did end up there. 
Uh, and he quickly ties re- back re-ties the headband. back the headband. You can know you can just be you, right? Like, you don't have to hide it. It's easier this way. The, uh, the Visago name has a interesting connotation for certain people. Um, which is why I don't go around kind of proclaiming normally what I am. I just kind of say, I'm Valros. I mean, the horns mm-hmm. aren't going to say that you're a Visago, right? What'd you say? Do the horns brand you as like a Visago or something? Um, it definitely leads me closer to that if I walk around with them out in the open. Uh, it's also just, it's easier for what I do to have people perceive me as a human. Oh no, the headband seems kind of extra though, don't it? Eh, it's just a little. Do, it, you know, it's a nice little accessory. It makes do me your pop. horns look a certain way if you're a Visago? Um, they do. I mean, horns are somewhat the genetic. I mean, it's not the exact same. Um, like they don't look just like my mother's. But for example, um, Greya, right? Uh, um, yes. I mean, she has the similar antler horns that um, uh, Arno oh. has. Sure. Uh, so. There are similarities genetically, but it's not quite the exact same. Yeah, the mm. Visago horns were very much like, um, like larger ram yeah. horns that kind of came directly over the top of yeah. your head. They were like they're very pronounced. Um, okay. But me as a half Visago, they were kind of just up a little bit. They didn't, you know, they didn't grow all the way to the curvature. Mm-hmm. They just kind of came up. Yeah. So I just, mm. yeah. Um, it was just easier that way. You know, you could like hang things from them, right? Believe me, I I was tempted as a kid. I I do remember doing that when I didn't have them shorn. Did you cut them completely? Um, as far down as I dared to go without injuring myself. And what did you do with the remnants? I don't remember. Threw them somewhere. Hmm. I mean, they'll. If I don't keep them shorn down, I'm pretty sure they will eventually grow back, but. It's like a once a month kind of thing. It's like shaving. Interesting. And now it's just part of the routine. Oh. Um, I think her like kneels down to the ground and just sort of pokes the plants again and says, Wish you weren't so dead. I think you'd be really pretty. <laughs> Greya walks over and she just says, um, or sorry, she doesn't walk over. She <laughs> wheels over. <laughs> uh, catch. Surprise. She wheels over. Uh, however, I mean, she doesn't look like she's unable to walk. It just feels like she doesn't have the energy mm-hmm. to do a lot of walking. Um, and she wheels over to you and she just says, um, would you like to plant some uh, new tomatoes with me? Uh, Sometimes sh- the dead is good for the living. Um, recycling life is a very natural thing in the world. Sure. Um, you'll have to show me how. Right. But I'm assuming we dig these up and then put the seeds in there and then we cover it up in a blanket mm-hmm. of um, um, soil. Uh, oh, I was worried that you were going to say just a, a blanket. We took them that in would have and been say Wrong, yes. Um, no, just take this seed and she hands you one of the tomato seeds. Okay. And just press your finger in into the soil. She presses her finger. And place the seed. She places it. And then recover with the soil that you displaced. She recovers it. All right. Now what? Now we wait. What? For a long time. What? <laughs> Things take time. Things especially like plants. She just sort of crouches and stares at the spot where the tomato plant is and says, Grow faster. <laughs> Grow faster. I mean, you did apparently travel through time, right? I mean, you could just make the seed travel through time. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. 
Yeah, but now that you want to do that, you could just make the seed go fast. Okay, and she stares at it and puts her fingers to her temple and says, grow faster. Perfect. Just stay like that. Eventually it'll work. And Spout walks away. I shall persuade the seed to grow faster. <laughs> A67 walks over to the seed no. and he looks down and he says, you shall grow faster. No, you have to be nice to it. Say please. He just stares at it <laughs> for like, maybe like 10 seconds. And he says, you have disobeyed a guard of Leviticus. No, and no, he draws no, no, his no, sword. No, no, no. <laughs> I just put my hand up at his wrist. No, it's fine. It is just a plant. You forgot to say please. He puts it back down. Please grow faster. <laughs> and he looks down. And he waits for another 10 seconds. He looks up at you and he says, it has do- disobeyed a guard of Levitica. Val sticks his head back out and goes, try bribing it. No. He drops five gold on the Val runs over and scoops up the five gold. <laughs> it has consumed my gold. <laughs> Something did. It, it, you it took is, my bribe. Now grow. <laughs> it, it is fine. It's a natural thing. It it needs time to do these things and nurturing. Can we not just manufacture the plant? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, through some <laughs> magical means. I don't quite know. Were your hands not just manufactured the other day? We can just make a new one. They they were, but these are not plants. They're not plants? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> oh, you mean your hands? I thought you meant the, the seed. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I know that while on the battlefield with you and more so you. Who, me? You, yes, her. I... There were times when I would nearly miss something and something would happen and take me back. Does your magic in any way have to do with time? Hmm. Could you, in fact, make this plant maybe grow faster if you wanted it to? I don't know. I don't know. I could try, but I don't really know what I'd have to do. I'll just sit here and think about it really hard. 867 pulls a dagger out of his belt, and he drops it into the dirt, blade side down, and he says... This is a warning. You have been intimidated. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> what? Yes, intimidate the plant. I mean, I'm intimidated. Oh. There's now just a dagger sticking out right to the back of this plant. I just, I <laughs> grab the dagger and just put it in my backpack. Where did you get these weapons? <laughs> he just says, they are standard issue. I wasn't aware that peacekeepers had a sword and dagger. We must be equipped for any situation. And he pulls out his pen. (laughs) (laughs) And that a weapon, too. In the correct hands. Well, you only have one. I would just... I am not the correct hands. (laughs) I would just nod at 867. He puts it back in his pouch. (laughs) Look, I can focus really hard on magicking this thing, but sometimes maybe I just need to let it go. I'm still really messed <laughs> up about the whole time travel thing. I probably sound insane. Eight six seven called me insane, and he's a robot, like a genuine one. No, you're fine. There's a lot of things going on currently. I... Oh, us. What, 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 what were her parents' names? Lyra's. 
You said oh, Arsenio and... Celine. Celine. Hmm. She looks... Surprisingly a lot like you. Who? Celine? Celine. She was nice. Yes. Huh. Cool. She was nice, unlike Arsenio. He started off nice. He... Gotcha. Is very passionate about a certain cause, hmm. which I can't necessarily blame him for. It's just the means with which he wants to meet that I have issue with. Hmm. Sometimes people care about something so much they're willing to do whatever it takes, even if it's wrong. As you finish up this sentence, Val, um, you hear from around the corner a kind of knock on the side of the um, the wall of the house. And as you turn to look, you see Caius there. And Caius says to you, um, Hey, I heard you were shacked up here. Thought I'd come by and say hello. Oh, yes, he- uh, welcome. This is the new uh, Valros house. S- slick abode. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased. You get this from the Vero. Uh, yes, we did. Um, doing a little work. At least they're letting somebody live in these. Uh, what do you know about them? I mean, I don't want to jump down your throat. I mean, we've well, only just seen each other, but... I know that they're, uh... One of their, uh, higher-ups named Nefreya is the main person we have connections with when it comes to, uh, purchasing land. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's most of it. I, I just know that they purchased a lot of land when all the tieflings left, um, and went on that pilgrimage, um... Most of them left, and as their final gift to the city, they said we could sell the land and donate all the money to public works. Uh, and the Vero came in and they bought nearly every piece of land, including the church. Who's in charge of the Vero? Uh, so far, the only person I know that is in charge of the, the finances of the Vero is, is Nefreya. Hmm. Interesting. Is nobody living in the other houses? Many of them are empty. No. Why? They don't have that many people. Most of their people live in the in the church now. But no one's living in the house. There's a few of them. I think um, I think Orion, that one that you came in with, I mm-hmm. think he actually has one of the houses. He uses one of them. Nefreya, I think, works uh, or lives in one of them. Do you know what they want the land for? I'm not sure, actually. Um, a lot of people, even um, you saw Mimi when we when you came in. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, she was worried about the houses, and many people are worried. Don't really have any great um, understanding of why they want all the land. Hmm. But um, I mean, it's theirs. I mean, they bought it fair and square. Yeah. So could we just ask them? Could do. Yeah. Um, maybe another time, though. Val, I actually thought it might be nice if we go to the guard barracks and do some target practice and chat. Absolutely, let's do it. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, let's go. Uh, and uh, he says, sorry to take him away from all of you, but um, if it's all right with you all, I- I'd like to uh, spend some time with him. Nope, not allowed. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's been a nice day, I guess. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Of course, <laughs> go, go. All right. Um, Val, uh, you start walking with Caius uh, towards the guard barracks. It's It's closer towards the center of town. And you have been there many times, obviously, to practice before. Um, But this time it feels kind of fresh, new. Like, things are different. The city has a different feel to it in general. 
And as you start going, he just says, you know, Val, how are you doing? I, I mean, I feel like you, you're able to put on faces for the people you're with, but I, I mean, how are you actually doing? Um, I'm all right. It's, it's been hard. Um, but how about you? I mean, look at you. And Captain finally Lagarde. in the spot where you should have been yeah. the whole time. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to, I don't like putting your dad down in front of you. Oh, that's fine. I love putting my dad down. I was not really a big fan of him as the captain of the guard. Oh, many weren't. Yeah. Um, after the siege, I think a lot more uh, that were necessary for tipping the scale uh, kind of allowed that to happen. Speaking of the siege, I always meant to ask, but I never got a chance to see you again. Um, there was a moment when I was out in the street, and uh, I swear there were like two, three guys that surrounded me at one point, and then they just kind of weren't alive anymore. Wow. World works, works in mysterious ways, Val. Yeah, uh, it was weird, especially, you know, the cards in their necks. I thought that was an interesting... Oh, well. And he kind of pats the rectangular pouches on his hips, and he just says... A lot of people know how to throw cards, right? I can think of two. I mean, yes, of course. It's, it could have been anyone. Yeah, could have been right. anyone. Could have been anyone at all. Um, no, I just saw there was a lot of people in danger that day. And um, least of all, I wanted to lose you. So, um, you know, help out where I can. Well, thank you. And I still have this. And I pull out the box and do a quick shuffle. Yeah, yeah. You riffle through the cards and he looks and he just says, magic been working well? Um... Yes, weirdly, um, well, I'll show you when we get to the range. Uh, sure. Some new stuff has kind of popped up. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, and I kind of show him the deck as we're walking with yeah. all the, the scribbling on the back of the deck. You've been doing a lot of work. Um, These are some arcane scribblings. Yeah, it's odd. Um, shortly after the siege, I started being able to do things with the carts. Weird. I mean, I, good for you. I, yes, it's been extremely useful, but um, it uh, is kind of a surprise. I'm still trying to figure out where it's coming from, how it's coming from. That's not how you say that. Um, yeah, I understand. Uh, it's a weird. It's weird. It's cool. Um, it definitely gives good. me a little more oomph to the throwing than yeah, it, than I had that's before. That's good. I want to see it. All yeah. right. Um, you, you make your way over to the, the guard barracks, and, and it's got this kind of, like, triangular shape to it, um, but there are these large uh, doors again. It seems like there's this, this kind of theme with, like, courtyarded areas in uh, all of Ebonvale where these, there are these larger doors that kind of lead into these courtyarded areas. He opens them up and closes them back again behind him, and there's this large grassy area um, that is inside of this uh, this guard barracks where there is a firing range off to one side where you can see um, these these dummies made of hay down on one end and there are these kind of like rope dividers that divide different portions for different ranges. So there's one for like 10 meters, 20 meters, 30 meters, 40 meters, 50 meters, you know, and mm -hmm. so trying to get like distance on those. Um, and Caius stands back um, at the... Um, uh, oh, I just said meters, and I meant feet. Uh, oh, well. Um, <laughs> Curse uh, you, America. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you stand back at these, like, 10, 20, to up to uh, 60 feet uh, denominations, and he stands behind the 60-foot one, and he says, all right, show me what you got. Um, well, this is one, and he pulls, pulls a card, and it just immediately is engulfed in that purple flame, and without looking, he just throws it down range at the furthest target. Okay. And what one is this? Uh, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. And you 
careen this into uh, into this dummy, making an attack roll. Uh, 18 okay. plus uh, it's gone. 18 plus 7, yeah. so 25. You see it target directly in the center of this dummy's head, and it just <laughs> lands into it. Ooh. And you, it's like this this unworldly, like, um, like, uh, like, missile-like sound as it slams into it. He says, well, you've been practicing my stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's- and he pulls out a card and immediately ignites in that same purple energy and he throws it and you see these three different bolts just come out as three cards separate and make that same sound. Wait, you can do the magic too? Yeah. I thought you just I've only ever seen you throw them good. I've never seen you do magic with them. Uh, I I know I hadn't shown you which is why I was so confused that you could do it. Ah... Wow, um, I have another one that I go to a lot. Um, I don't know if it'll really do anything to the dummies, though. And I pull out another one, and the card glows purple and then goes translucent. Mm-hmm. And he throws it at one of them, uh, casting Mind Sliver. Okay, yeah. As you throw it at it, uh, it is going to make... What is the saving throw for that? Um, no, Mind Sliver is another, uh, oh, it's another attack spell roll. attack. Okay, yeah, roll me an attack. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. It's an intelligence saving okay. throw. Okay, it will roll an intelligence saving throw with an intelligence of zero. It fails. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the card just goes into the dummy's head, yeah, but just like phases through it, yeah, and is just gone. Okay. And then Val opens up the box, and the card is just the only card is sitting there. In yeah, the box. well, there's I guess there's two. This there's light the amount of well. there's this like faint amount of light that is coming from the top of the dummy, almost like um an aura that frames almost like a lobotomic action that goes across the top of this dummy. Um, so that's when I go to a lot. Um, says, wow, you're learning a lot. Yeah, there's a few other ones that I uh, I can also do, but I can only... They only seem to work in, in my experimentation a couple of times a day, so oh, I don't really I want to waste them just because I, yeah, no, I never no know. Uh, I'd love to sh- have you show me a, a, another time. Perhaps I can... I, I mean, I never really taught you the magic part of it because I didn't think that that was your thing. Well, I, I didn't know that that was a part of it at all. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time you're feeling like you need some magic training, you let me know. And okay. we'll do some more. Uh, he turns around to walk away and then immediately turns back around and goes, I think I need some magic training. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, all right, all right, come here. And he starts to pull out these cards uh, that he has on his hips. Um, but as he does so, you hear the doors <laughs> fling open again from behind you and you see once again Nefreya walk through the doors Uh, she's flanked by two of those same guards that you saw earlier the race and gender once again hidden by that angular steel helmet white bear pelt cloak um, and those two frost swords that are to their hips Nefreya says Captain I'd have a word with you and Caius stops taking these cards out of his pockets, and he turns around and he staunchly moves over to research. He says, What seems to be the problem, Miss Glaziandur? And she says, I have a contract here that is not being fulfilled, and the Vero have a high interest in seeing it completed. I have proof of all requirements met and refusal to complete on the other party's behalf. I know you don't normally see these things yourself, but... 
It's very important to us, and seeing as we have had a rather high stake in the development of your city, and that our donations to its infrastructure have been quite large, I believe it's fair to ask this of you. Um, I'm a witness. I can also attest to this. She turns to Caius and says, A witness is even better. And he looks towards you and he says, What have you been getting mixed up in? Um, it's a lot. He turns back to her and he says, a little begrudged, uh, is another deed. Do you really need all those homes? There are people that could be using those. You know, there's nobody even occupying them. And Nefreya turns back with almost this like staunch, um, very uh, rigid stance as she extends her arm out to him in almost a uh, a telling off kind of uh, hand gesture. She says, what I do with my property is of my concern, Mr. Fate. I have followed all laws and requirements in the process of purchasing the real estate I have required, and I expect to have my contracts followed up upon. And she offers forth a scroll of paper in her right hand. If it eases your mind, my superior has intentions of beginning to rezone after our final acquisition. There will be more living space made available in time on our terms. And Caius looks down at the names on the contract. And he just says, Oh, shit. Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic choose-your-path-to-adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally-owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids-Iowa City Corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our teams. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as they search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. So come. And join us for an adventure. And always remember, the choice is yours. L.A.S. 
Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically, historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear Washington, you do that again. John Adams, Thomas I, Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So Martin we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcast. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast, just fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in I was in my groove. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm, I'm kind of doing you most of You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. <laughs> L-A-S. For the sake of brevity, the day has gone on long, and over the course of the rest of the of the rest of the night, you all get accustomed to your new house. Uh, and Val, you come back after some training with Caius. He treats or he treats. He teaches you some some new uh, things that he's been working on. Um, specifically, he has this cool move where he will throw one of his cards and then he will snap his right hand, and he will teleport to a space that is 20 feet away and then throw a second card. I want to do that. And and he's trying to teach you how to do this, but it's very difficult. He's really good at it. It's <laughs> it's hard. Um, Scrub. Uh, and, yeah, I'm bad. And, um, and he's trying to get this to you, but it's not going to be immediate, mm. right? And so he says, all right, go back home. We'll work on it again another day. And so you do. You go back to your house. It's later in the night. Most um, most of all of you are sleepy. Where do you go to bed tonight? Big room. You go to the big room? Val wasn't there to take it. Okay, that's true. Val walks oh. in and goes, shit. <laughs> and he goes to one of the smaller rooms. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Um, uh, Greya is in one of those rooms, so you just take the opposite one. Um, and... Um, 867 just stands sentry in the, in the kind of the connecting area mm-hmm. where the family room, the hallway to the bedrooms, and the dining room is. And he just kind of stands sentry at the corner of those of those intersecting walls. Yep. Um, what do you do, Shadow? I would, I was honestly going to kind of find the most central point of the house so that I could try and like listen to or perceive if there's any movements or noises or anything yeah. like that that aren't made from anybody else. Yeah. And uh just try and like kneel down in that area and just kind of feel the ground. Feel the ground, yeah. stare at the ground and just like that's like the meditation that okay. would get me through. Okay. You will stand there, I would say for sure. Wait, wait, wait. Wi- what? Sorry. Um I think as you're doing this, her sort of like pokes your pokes her head out and is like, "Hey, um, eight six seven said that people can shoot through windows. Can you maybe just stand in front of the window in my bedroom?" So I will stand in front of the window, and he oh. starts walking over to your no, bedroom. No, I was talking to Shadow. I shall do it. And he s- crouches down and crab walks through the doorway, <laughs> even though it is a double door and it is not necessary. <laughs> I was talking. Thank you, eight six seven. She hangs her head kind of low. And you are welcome. 
and he stands in front of the window and he looks out of it with his head and he just says, no one can shoot in this window today. There is a sentry from Levitica guarding this room. Do not attempt. And then he stands back up. You're not going to do that all night, are you? I have already warned them. There is no need to do it again. All right, I just need you to be quiet. Thank you. And he just kind of stares at you for a moment as you turn back over and he, you hear him turn back to the windows. She just pokes her head out again and says, never mind, and closes the door. Okay. You are now alone in this mm-hmm. central area. Um, however, it's like maybe two hours in, you hear this very faint... This very faint noise... And as you hear it, you start to try and figure out what it is. Roll me an insight check. It's a six. Um, you don't know. You, you, but it's like there's like rustling and or something. And so you move throughout the house. You start to go different areas to try and figure out what's going on. Um, You're a little loud, so you move out of the front door and you go to the deck and you start walking around the house as to make less noise so that Mm -hmm. your companions can sleep. Um, You head to the back of the house Mm -hmm. and you see currently sat there um, on the ground uh, is Arno. And he is sitting there with his one stiff leg extended out and on the ground. And the other one is kind of hung off of this ledge of stone that this house is on. And he's kind of sniffling. And he's sitting with a blank expression. And he just sits there looking out, almost like this blank expression on his face. Uh, Are you okay? Uh, And he turns towards you and he just says, Oh, um, sorry. Uh, I was, uh, I was daydreaming about Lyra. I, I understand that there were latent feelings. And I'm... I'm sorry. I mean, um... Uh... Just looks kind of out into the distance, and he just says, I was just, um... thinking about... Did you ever get lost in the dreams? Um... Daydreams. I just sometimes I, I I can't take myself away from them. I today it was um it was one where I uh, um I remembered one of our favorite things to do was sit in her tower and just stand there and watch the sunrise. 
It was her favorite thing. Abacus. Ishongo. You know, I... Ever since she's been gone for these last six months, I felt... I felt so alone. But I never... Even, even before that, when I was in this world, I felt so alone, but whenever I was with her, I never felt alone. She was my best friend. She was like my sister. I just... It feels so strange looking at her and knowing it's not Lyra anymore. It's like looking into a mirror and having your reflection forget that it knows you. At this point, I would have walked up and reached out and put my hand on his shoulder. I also have someone that I don't have the pleasure of seeing, but I'm searching for. And I have fond memories. But one day, I'll find them. I wish I could find her again. But I think she's really gone. I think she's... I think she's really, really gone. <laughs> and I just look into her eyes. <laughs> and I just... I, I miss her so much. <laughs> Someday... <laughs> Some days... Self like this, <laughs> and I just—I can't even bear to take myself away from the daydreams because that's all I really have left of her. <laughs> I looked down at his staff, and then looked to him. Oh no. There's more to you than her. There was life before her. And there will be after. I, do you know what it's like losing a family member? She was... She was my best friend. I do. And that's who I'm searching for. Every day. Well, perhaps we can make your dreams come true. And perhaps yours as well. And you both just sit there for maybe 
an hour or two more and there's not a lot more conversation there's just some quiet between people who feel the same no metal no posturing from Arno no keeping on straight faces it's just two people missing the people that they love. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.